Hello, welcome to Injury Prevention Podcast. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the BMJ journal Injury Prevention, and each month I chat with a distinguished injury researcher or practitioner about areas of their interest. Today we have the privilege of having a conversation with Professor Dr. Rosalina Ramley, who's a specialist and professor within the Department of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery at University Kabangsang, Malaysia. Hello, Rosa. Hi. It's been a long time since we've chatted. It's good to talk to you. Indeed, indeed, yeah. So where are you now then? Well, I'm still uh, with the Faculty of Dentistry in University Kabangsaan, Malaysia. It's uh, Faculty of Dentistry and University Kabangsaan, Malaysia Medical Centre here in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Been here for 24 years. Wow. I, yeah, I joined this uh, faculty in 1997 as a trainee lecturer. And uh, after completing my postgraduate, I was appointed as a lecturer and junior specialist in oral maxillofacial surgery. Well, that was uh, way back in uh, 2000. So um, now 2021, I am now a professor and uh, senior consultant in oral maxillofacial surgery. And since last year, I was appointed as the deputy dean in research and innovation. Uh, I have always wanted to be in a university, working in a university hospital particularly. And only in 2008, I told myself that uh, it is time to get serious in research. So as you know, my area of research is road safety, particularly looking at the motorcycle helmets and uh, issues related to it, particularly facial and uh, the head injuries. So you've described a very technical set of expertise, um, skills and clinical experience. I think you also mentioned you had an administrative role as associate Mm -hmm. dean or deputy Mm -hmm. dean, is that right? Deputy dean, yeah. And then... You've decided that research is something you need to, in your words, get serious about. Mm-hmm. But, but your choice is in biomechanics. Mm-hmm. So I, if I sound impressed, I certainly am, because you've, in just those few short years, although you suggested they were long, you've covered uh, an absolute world of territory. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what drove your interests to do that. Well, um, as... Uh an oral and maxillofacial surgeon, you know, I look at injured people every day. I was in and out of the emergency department and operating theater, suturing, laceration, arrest, bleeding, fixing broken bones, until one day I look out from my office windows and look at the busy roads across the hospital and thought, I have to do something about the people on the road. So I was actually asking myself, how to reduce road injuries then? Then uh, came to me this thought about surgeons should contribute more to injury prevention because surgeons see how serious an injury can be. And uh, surgeons also watch how family members suffer or react to bad news of losing their loved ones. So besides treating individual patients, I think injury will address the whole population so more people can get safe. So I said to myself, I have to do both surgery and uh, injury prevention. So here I am now. 
between both. You describe that as if it's a natural connection to make. Um, but uh, it's a bit of a shift, isn't it, to be able to grasp the prevention and the population element. Mm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. If, yep. Even though you're trained in the actual clinical care element, in, mm. in individual level care. It's, um, mm-hmm. it, it, this, was this just natural to you or did you find that uh, it grew after some sort of other exposure? Well, it grew after, you know, um, working in a hospital. So day in, day out, you're looking at individual patients, trying to treat them. And um, what about the population at large? And uh, Malaysia has got, you know, the statistics on road accident is very, very high. And uh, it is not decreasing. So individual patient and the population at large. Yeah. Do you get the same level of excitement from academic excitement or, or sense of purpose from doing this prevention work rather than the clinical work? Yeah, same kind of excitement. Though. Mm-hmm. Mm. And where did you go then with this idea of needing to look at the population and needing to, to do something about road safety? Where did you take this? Um, I would say that most important work would be my PhD project. I uh, studied the motorcycle helmet and its outcome on head and facial injury. I study the exterior and interior of the helmet and even operate on the helmet component one by one. And from the helmet point of view, we found that the helmet ejection or dislodgement seems to be a big problem. And when we do the statistical analysis, that was found to be a very significant um, factor in uh, injuries as well as fatalities. So if I understand what you're saying correctly, mm-hmm. you looked at the properties of the helmet and mm-hmm. uh, examined helmets involved in crashes to see whether the weaknesses of the helmet might have led to mm-hmm. some of the injuries. But what yeah. you found actually instead was that the helmets came off during the crash. Yeah. They were dislodged. And that was the main reason that motorcyclists were getting injured head. Yeah. And why did they come off? Is that because they weren't fixed properly or they weren't fixed at all? Ah, here come the issue of fixation. Now, many factors in Malaysia. Um, number one is, uh, well, the uh, riders or the users don't fix it well, uh, very loosely fixed. Some are very loosely fixed. Some, they don't mm-hmm. fix it at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, another issue is about the helmet size. Um, I think uh, uh, users whether they are aware or not, they do not uh, measure the size before they buy a helmet. So often that a helmet is bigger than the head size or head circumference. So that makes, um, you know, uh, a helmet very wobbly during Mm -hmm. uh, riding and it can uh, come off very easily, especially during uh, collision or high speed. That are among the factors. And during um, analysis of the helmet component, we were looking at the, um, the strap or the, uh, uh, the fastener itself, and we found no significant difference there because uh, apparently only very, very few helmets were damaged or the, the fastener were, were damaged during accidents. So that did not contribute much to, to the uh, dislodgement. And what about the type of helmet? that they wear uh, in Malaysia? Mm, the type of helmets, uh, we have uh, four major types of helmets. The full face, uh, this is uh, the least popular. 
and we have the half head helmet, uh, the most popular helmets. We have the open face and uh, a non-standard helmet. Uh, we don't see that uh, much now, the tropical helmet. Uh, a tropical helmet in Malaysia is uh, normally not for motorcycle use, but uh, people like to wear it because it is very light and um, uh, they say that, uh, and then of course the, uh, the price is way very cheap. Previously, it was a big issue in Malaysia, but uh, with a lot of uh, legal action taken on those who wear non-standard helmets, uh, these start to, we, we see uh, less and less tropical helmets being worn by motorcyclists now. But uh, when I was doing my PhD, this was among uh, the popular helmets being used. And uh, of course, being a non-standard helmet, it um, caused a lot of problem. It came off very, very easily. And um, fixation is a big issue as well as uh, the strength of the helmet. Thanks, Reza. I'm starting to understand now. So did you, once you did the, this uh, study of the helmets, get an understanding of the types of injuries that you were seeing in the ward and how those helmets might have been related to those injuries or lack of helmets or the type that they were worn or whether it was fixated? Was there a, a link you could draw between your study and your, your ward experience? Well, um, what I can say about um, um, uh, the conclusion of the study Regardless of what type, except for the non-standard, the most important thing um, to prevent head and facial injury is to get the helmet fastened very uh, firmly. That was the big issue. Um, right. Of course, of course, um, full face helmet has the best coverage, uh, wider coverage of the head and the face as well. Uh, and then followed by the um, half head helmet and the uh, open face helmet. But um, uh, the big issue eventually was about uh, fixing the helmet well. Mm. Okay. And what about the visors that uh, cover the eyes in the helmets? Did, um, did, that, did it matter much what sort of visor was on the cover of the helmet? That, that, that is related uh, very directly to my area, the maxillofacial area. Until recently, I guess uh, we have issues with the visors, and uh, we did uh, electron microscopy scanning of the visors and found that the edge of the visor was very, uh, it was like um, untreated. So it has sharp edges. Uh, the visor edge was quite sharp, and during um, a crash, the visor can be bent forward and lacerate the patient's face. That was a big issue back then, whether the visor is broken or not. It, uh, the bending phenomenon actually, and when the edge touched the patient's face, it lacerate, It gives a long laceration wound from, uh, from the ear to the corner of the mouth. But uh, eventually when uh, we actually uh, went to the uh, local authority, the road safety authority um, explaining about this, telling that uh, the visors, especially I'm talking about the non-standard visors, which, uh, which are so very, very cheaply. So we told the um, uh, road safety authority that uh, the visors have um, very sharp edges. And um, I do not know from that act or, or they are already aware of it, but eventually the visors with sharp edges, we 
don't see that any longer in the retailers, in the shops. So what we have now are mostly uh, treated end. The, the end of the visor or the surface of the visor are treated well, blunt, and, and uh, it's unlikely to cause injury, I think. That's a wonderful example of the translation of your work into public health mm -hmm. uh, and, and, the, and the good that can be done in that. Where have you published your, your work? How do you actually feel that you are achieving the impact that you'd like from your research? Do you find that you need to go and talk to people about it? Is that part of the way you do your work or do you publish it in books and in, in journals? Or what, what's your normal way of, of getting your research out there? Uh, well, all of the above, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to um, to tackle the um, road safety authorities and the uh, the scientists, engineers, of course, um, we write, we publish in the journals, and uh, every now and then. Now that after PhD and when I talk about my work uh, a lot um, in seminars and uh, and workshops. So people get to know my work and um, after PhD especially, I was invited several times by the road safety authorities. Uh, besides that, I did some advocacy work there as well with the road safety department, the police and some of the non-governmental agencies. So uh, a mixture of everything, um, published papers, uh, advocacy work, uh, go out there and talk to the people to uh, involved in road safety and in uh, 2019 I was invited to join the working group for the Malaysian helmet standard so my role there is of course to advise uh, on the injury prevention. Congratulations that sounds like it's a, a wonderful recognition of your work as well as an opportunity to make a difference. Thank so you. where do you think the field needs to go next in this area? or in general, in fact, is injury prevention something which has still got a long way to go to achieve its potential? Um, is it an important area? Where do you think we should be trying to encourage future people and to come into our field and work? Well, uh, this is uh, not an easy question to answer, especially now uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic is still ongoing. We yes. plan a lot of uh, strategies, but well, with the new norm, we are facing tough time in injury prevention. Here in Malaysia, despite the restriction order, there is an, um, sadly to say that uh, there is an increase in motorcyclist fatal fatalities, up to 70% okay. or more. Mm. Yeah, The usual fatality number for road accident is around, uh, the number is 6,000 or 6,000 plus per year and motorcyclists make about 60% of those. But now it goes up to 70%. And why do you think that is? Well, um, what we observe happened during the pandemic with very few vehicles on the road, what people tend to do is they ride or they drive faster above the speed limit. Mm -hmm. And that is one issue. And uh, they need a lot of entertainment. So they drink and drive or mm. ride and drive. And mm. some even do drug and drive. Mm. All those sorts. Mm. All this was documented in the uh, police statistics. And um, then they crash. So, mm. well, the number of accidents increased, including the number of fatalities. So it is a big challenge. Despite of the COVID-19, 
road safety or road accident is a big challenge for everyone in the hospital, for the police and for the injury prevention specialists. And uh, again, to make things more complicated, here comes uh, in relation to funding, a lot of resources are channeled to the COVID-19 prevention and treatment. So um, sad to say that road safety is not in the top priorities right now. Mm. But I, I don't have the best answer for it right now. I'm so sorry. No, and I, and I agree with you. It was a difficult question in a complex context mm. where none of us really have an mm. answer, do we? It's yes. a growing importance, but uh, our ability even to do research is restricted, isn't it? Because uh, the movement and the, the human contact involved in, res in research is restricted under the social distancing rules. Yeah, yeah. But the problem hasn't gone away, and I guess uh, as the world develops, we'll find new ways of achieving what we're after in terms yeah. of injury reduction and improvements. Mm -hmm. And it's minds like yours, I think, that uh, are sitting down with this half a chance to think between your rash jobs at various mm -hmm. stages in your career that'll come up with the answers for us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you very much, uh, Rosa, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how your work develops over the subsequent years. Thank you very much for it. We've been listening today to a conversation with Dr. Rosalina Ramley from the Department of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery, University of Bangsang, Malaysia. For those of you wishing to learn more about some of the topics we've discussed today, I invite you to visit the journal's website at injuryprevention.com bmj.com remember you can download injury prevention podcasts on the first thursday of each month from your favorite podcast platform